my name is Mark Richt, and I'm the head coach for the University of Miami football team. So uh, head coach is a title, and that title is a title of leadership. So just because you have the title doesn't mean you're a good leader, but it does mean you're a leader. And so for me, being head coach uh, is certainly a position of leadership, but you've got to figure out what kind of a leader do you want to be, or how do you go about being a leader. And uh, first off, I think you have to have some guiding principles. You have to have something uh, hopefully written down. Some people call it mission statements or whatever it may be. I think it is important to say uh, why you do what you do and how you want to go about doing what you do. And so uh, we do have guiding principles. I call it a coach's mission statement. Uh, I can quickly read it. Uh, I have it almost verbatim, but I'll read it real quick. Handle all responsibilities with excellence, number one. Number two, be dedicated in, in assisting our players to reach their full potential in the classroom, the football field, and in society. Number three, help them develop their mind, their body, mind, and spirit to the fullest. Number four, be a great example of what we're trying to teach our players. So again, it's, it's a mission statement for us as coaches to stay, keep between the lines, so to speak. Do not do anything that would destroy what we're trying to build. And then lastly, and what could be probably the only comment that I make in the mission statement is honor God with all of our actions. So that's kind of the guiding principles for me as head coach and for us as a staff. So we have to have those. All right, number two, you've got you to hire people when you're, when you're a leader, especially uh, as a head coach. When I first got here, I had to hire coaches. So how do I go about hiring people? What are some of the hiring practices? Well, number one, I got to hire competent people. That seems pretty obvious, but, uh, you know, some people sometimes forget to do. They might hire somebody by reputation and maybe not understand if they're truly competent at what they do. You know, they've got to be good, obviously, at what they do. Number two, once we figure out if they're good at what they do, we've got to find out what kind of people they are. Do they have the, kind of, the right kind of character? You know, you could probably err on the side of someone with, with high character and teach them what you want rather than get somebody with confidence who's not, who does not have high character, and all of a sudden they start little by little chipping away at your, uh, at your mission statement, so to speak. And then, you know, do they fit the mission? You know, are they the right kind of personality to fit? Like for us as a football staff, I, I want guys that are willing to work together and guys that are uh, willing to uh, do the things the way we have set out to do. You know, sometimes guys get on an ego trip and they decide they want things to be what's best for them and not necessarily what's best for the team. So you got to find people that fit the mission as well. Also, we want to define everybody's roles. And I'm, I'm kind of quickly going through some, some things and I'm going to hit one thing a little bit harder here in just a minute. But defining everybody's roles, um, I think it's important for everybody to understand their job description. It's hard to give somebody a job and a responsibility and, and expect them to do a good job if, they don't, if they're not quite sure what their role is. So it's very important that we, we do have good job descriptions. And we even spend time in what we call hideaway. Once a year, we kind of go off and we just talk about these job descriptions and these roles that everybody has. When everybody understands clearly what their role is, they have a much better chance of having success within, within the, the system. The other thing I'll say about hiring practices, hiring practices, and I'll back up just a minute, is I think it's got to, you've got to be really diverse in that area, uh, with different kinds of people. If everybody's just like me, it's probably not going to be very good. You know, I have certain strengths and weaknesses, and I want to hire people that 
can help me be, be better, but because they are strong maybe where I'm weak. And also for our team, literally our players are, it's a very diverse group of people. And uh, the more diverse group of, st uh, the more diverse my staff is, the more, more we can, you know, meet the needs of everybody on our team. So I think that's important as well. And then the other thing is um, for me, and people have different leadership styles, but for me, I really think it's important to delegate authority. And what I mean by that is, number one, the job's too big for one person. Uh, I cannot do everything. I can't coach every position. I can't be in charge of recruiting and, and in charge of all the offense, the defense, the special teams, and everything else, the academics. It's too much, you know. So I've got to not only define roles for everybody, but give them authority to uh, do their job. And so... You know, if you give somebody a job to do and you don't give them the authority to carry out their responsibility, it's going to end in failure. So you got to trust the people that you hire that they can handle the responsibility you've given them. You know, there's certain, there's certain things that come to us, rise to a certain level that they, they got to let me know what's up before they make certain decisions. But for the most part, they're going to know which things can, do they have the autonomy to make a decision on and what things do they, but, you know, do they need to come to me first before we make a final decision. On, uh, on, a, on a player or whatever it may be, a situation. Um, I think it's important also uh, to have team building exercises. Any way you can build team within your staff, I think it's very important. I think the more for us, when our players see us as a staff uh, getting along with each other and uh, enjoying each other's company and competing hard against each other and with each other, but, uh, but, all, but in the end, we're a team. I think when, when the players see that, it, it certainly gives them the confidence to uh, do the same thing within the ranks. And uh, I think the players' unity is, is very, very important. Uh, the one topic I wanted to spend a little bit more time on is uh, to have a family atmosphere. I think it's so important, uh, first of all, not to allow everybody to get to the point where the job becomes more important than their family. I think uh, that imbalance eventually will end up in some type of a crisis, and uh, it's just not—it's just not the right thing to do. Quite frankly, if we put profits ahead of our families, if we put wins ahead of our families, then in the end, it's going to be very empty for us. So, uh, and usually, when the home life's going good, uh, the work life tends to do better too. If there's a crisis going on. Uh, it's tough, and so, you know, I'll, I'll always ask uh, our coaching staff, you know, when are you going to see your children? And they'll say, well, I'll see them this time or that time. I say, no, when are you going to see them every single day of the week? Because sometimes in coaching, you might get up at 6, your kids are asleep, you get back at 10, 11, your kids are asleep, and you might see them, you know, on Thursday night, or you might see them Sunday morning before you go back to work to grade the film of the game on Saturday. You might see your kids two days a week if you're not careful. And I say, no, when are you going to see them every day? You're either going to see them in the morning or you're going to see them at night. And uh, my whole career, we were more of a night working team. But for me personally, I was able to get up in the morning, have breakfast with my kids, my wife and children, and then I would actually drive them to school every day before they got to the point where they could drive. And so I saw them every day. We had a little family devotional on the way to school. We might be working on spelling words or whatever it is. But every single day, my kids saw Dad. And that was so crucial in, for me and my state of being. You know, it just really helped me 
go to work and, and be able to grind and do the things you got to do. And now for us at Miami now, we're, we're a morning practice team, mostly because there's not a lot of lightning in the morning. So we get our practices in the morning and uh, in the afternoon uh, when, the, when the lightning tends to strike, uh, we're already finished. And uh, so, you know, but because of that, because we start early in the morning, we also can get finished in the evening in time to go home. And a lot of, most nights have dinner with our families and maybe see one of our kids' soccer match or whatever it may be. And I'll say this too, they know that their family is always welcome on our campus. They're always welcome in our meeting rooms. They're always welcome in the offices, at practice, whatever it may be. Uh, you know, even we'll go as far as a lot of our uh, young children or when they reach a certain age, they might be um, ball boys or ball girls at the ball game. They'll get to do some special things that other kids don't get to do. Or, or like they can't wait for the bowl games, you know. I've been blessed that every year I've coached, I've been on a team that qualified for a bowl. So my youngest daughter, my youngest child, my only daughter, Anya, she can't wait till we win six games because when you win six games, we're going to a bowl. And that makes because you're bowl eligible at that point. And so when we get game six, she gets me and she's like, what bowl do you think we'll go to? And, you know, so you know, it's so much fun to incorporate your family with what you're doing. And it kind of bled into my, um, a little bit deeper, I guess, because my oldest son, John, is actually coaching here with me. And we kind of double teamed the, coach, the uh, quarterbacks uh, right now. So it's, it's wonderful to have him here, his beautiful wife, Anna, and our two beautiful granddaughters, Jaden and Zoe. So that's pretty cool for me, too. So uh, they make everything great uh, when, when family's around. Uh, my number two son lives locally, too. David and his wife, uh, Joanna. My son, Zach's in Orlando. Anya's in, in, in Tallahassee. So everybody's relatively close. But uh, it's been a blessing to have that done. And then the last thing I'm going to say, don't forget to celebrate when good things happen. So sometimes we just work and work and working, and something good happens. You're like, well, it should have happened. That's what we expect around here. Well, yeah, we do expect that. But make sure you celebrate. And obviously, one of the best ways to celebrate anything great is the turnover chain. <laughs> no, that's one of the, that's one of the examples that of us celebrating when something great happens. A turnover for us, when we get a turnover against the other team, and we break out the turnover chain, it's pure joy and it's pure fun. And those are the kind of things that we like to do besides at the end of the game, jump in the locker room and celebrate so loud that the team next to us hears us cheering. But uh, anyway, it's been a pleasure getting a chance to speak to everybody. I uh, hope you got a couple nuggets here and there. And uh, go Canes and God bless. Thank you.